two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. All right. Here we are. Back to the old way of uh, the old West, the old way of doing things. Uh, just us. Uh, Tup and Pete. Yeah. Ditching the dead weight. Yeah. Uh, the rest of these kind, kind guests. <laughs> yeah. Just us. Uh, justice of the peace. Um, which one is... So, yeah, Supreme Court Justice, then Justice of the Peace is like the assistant manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's how it works, yeah. <laughs> That's because bailiff, justice of the peace, <laughs> judge. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no justice, no peace. Maybe. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. What is it? I, I, what actually is a justice of the peace? Yeah, it's yeah. maybe. It actually, as on uh, you know, description wise, it does sound like it could be the bailiff because you know you got the 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 justice up there. Isn't that the, the judge? Yeah. So then, you know, then he's the regular justice. Then justice of, of the peace. Hey, settle down, everybody out here. Settle down. Yeah, keep the peace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, justice of the peace. What? I, why can't I picture who that is? Which guy that is from? From Judge Judy. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> what yeah. was uh, Judge Judy's bailiff's name again? Oh, I see. I don't know. I'd have to ask my mother, who uh, who does have a really soft spot for Judge Judy. I think she's a wonderful woman, you know, like, because I think my mom's anticipation would be that I shouldn't like this show. So she has to have really something nice ready to defend why she, yeah, really strong and really like uh, prepared defense of daytime television or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, In in kind of a twist, I feel like uh, Judge Judy is buddies with Norm MacDonald or, you know, God rest probably both of their souls. I'm not sure. Is Judge Judy still with us? I want to say Judge Judy's still with us. Okay, yeah. But they, uh, she had a not too bad of an episode on his show, podcast, whatever it was called. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm kind of remembering yeah. that now. Yes, she was, uh, yeah. maybe I'm going to hop on board with my mom and, and say she's a lovely woman myself. Right. She. I found her charming on that. Yeah. That's for sure. On the show... <laughs> you know, I feel like she was a little bit rough around the edges. But. As a judge, yeah, she was very uh, left a little to be desired in the in her judgeship. In her, uh, what's like the act of being a judge? Not it can't be judgeship. Yeah, her uh, jurisprudence. Oh, there um, we go. Yes, <laughs> um, dear jurisprudence. <laughs> right, the classic uh, Beatles hymn. Oh, yeah, him. Okay, so only in church we go him. I'm with him, yeah. I'm with him, yes. <laughs> no, uh, but then, excuse me, as uh, as we arrive at it, you also have Battle Hymn of the Republic, which was not a church number. That's true, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute, man, we're, we keep going back and forth here. This is just a, a nice game of table tennis, maybe. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. You're right back in church. Oh, okay. Battle Hymn. Of the Republic, though. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And in a way, we are all our own uh, Republic. But that actually might be, there might be some more wisdom in there than we want to give it joking credit for. We are each our own country. The Republic of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, yes, that certainly does get us nicely into the um, the Arches National Park Memorial episode. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Fond memories there. Do you like, uh, Tup, do you like, oh, someone made these arches and I wonder why? Or do you like, no, 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 nature did this and I wonder how? Oh, man, the why or the how. I, <laughs> I like... Um, I like the ones that have the, uh, it seems like people made it. We don't know why or how. Those oh. are the good ones. Stonehenge, you know, or the right. uh, Easter Island heads, The uh, those those goofy looking heads. 
Right. I like that. Those are my favorite of all. But if I'm choosing between the two that you said, um, I think I like the ones where people made it. It just, yeah. Uh, in terms of which one to talk about and think about, to go see, it's nice to see anything at all. I'll, I, I'm just happy. Uh, <laughs> I'm just happy to be around. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess Stonehenge wise, they were just trying to build houses, huh? Right. <laughs> just a house that it's like just, kind of fell down. Yeah, just eight different attempts to build a house. <laughs> <and they laughs> yeah, just moved it over a couple paces and right. now let's try again. What's the hinge piece of all that? Um, I know the Tony Hinge cliff. <laughs> Is it? Um, yeah, no, I think the hinge. What makes it a hinge? Yeah, I think if you. Yeah stack one thing on top of two other things that is that's a hinge oh okay that in and of itself is a hinge it's a hinge yeah <laughs> yeah the battle hinge of the republic <laughs> <laughs> all right cool we're knocking them off one by one here i like this um how about you though would you rather would, oh are you no. more of a uh yeah i mean you don't you don't care much for nature that's true. I think I'm definitely more, I'd love to meet the guy who installed the uh, fire sprinkler system here at this national park. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, you know, seeing all the beauty that God's eyes could create and, uh, you know, wondering who put these railings here? Right. <laughs> how'd they, who, yeah. How'd they attach these railings everywhere? <laughs> yeah. I think give me a, give me, you know, old humans did this. And we don't know why. I think that's the best you can hope for in a uh, in a scene of uh, you know old time beauty. That is the most fun. I mean the, uh, I mean just Stonehenge already. So you just think they were just trying to build a house and just I just gave up. Yeah. Well, I think they got pretty far, and maybe at one time one of the uh, rich guys of the day lived there and. You know, it just eventually fell down and, you know, that's what's left. You know, they, they were really good because here's this is probably a lot of history. They were really good at like standing the, the stones up. The henge okay. part, though, yeah. was just wasn't figured out yet. But all uh, pretty much the at least those henges uh, <laughs> are are in fine shape after all these years. OK. Probably all right. So maybe I'm 30, 40 years. I mean, <laughs> Right. So, unless you're just saying that there was probably hundreds more henges, and they all they all fell. Yes. Well, that's what I was. And there would be a big pile of henges. Yeah, left a lot of uh, henges to be desired back then. Um, yeah, I don't know. Stone's always a, a fun one because, as a big friend of the podcast, getting stone high up in the air versus building an iPhone. I think that's like the great whose wisdom was better. The pre-iPhone guys who were getting cement high up, or the the tech the tech guys, and one more friend of the of the podcast in the cement stone uh, region is you know of course if you just mix up some cement and then throw it out in nature does it count as a as a rock? Right. I, the the big mystery with all these old <laughs> old uh, big stone things is always like. Yeah, how did they get the stone all the way from way over here where the only place they could have gotten the stone from is to the place, you know, to Stonehenge or to the, the pyramids? Right. How did they know to build it at Stonehenge? Yeah, exactly. How did they know all those <laughs> other henges were going to be there when they you started? You know <laughs> It might be a, uh, you know... An interesting thing would have been, obviously, the wheel was probably invented out of necessity, but like pre-wheel, it could have been like, turn the turn the stone, or to turn the hinge, no, turn the stone into a cylinder first, roll it over there, then attach the corners back on. Okay, yes. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a really you know, good idea. Um, I think what they, what they did with the um, Easter Island heads, which maybe is already a friend of the podcast, is... They think they uh, built those giant heads so that they could kind of walk. And then they uh. had like a group of people on either side of the head with a rope and they pulled it back and forth and it and it just kind of walked. And it made like their attackers or their like people who they were fighting against the day think they were just big 
different types of humans. What was the goal here? Possibly, yeah. I mean, I think the goal was just to move the stupid giant head that they made from wherever they made it to the place where they, for some reason, thought they were supposed to put them. Right. Honestly, those guys might have been like the Mr. Mike of the day. Like, you know, I got, I made these big heads. It's, you know, it's just a gag, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but you had to take like the entire village to like move the head over. Like there's like 30 Yeah, I got the entire village side. to help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you also had to, yeah, I know. And then just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I came up with a complicated system of, uh, you know, uh, to, of, you know, balance that, that let the head kind of walk as it went. <laughs> I got the whole village to help me do it. Yeah. You know, Stonehenge was just, it started as a bit between me and Doc. You know, who could build the highest henge? Exactly, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, Shusky came over and, uh, you know, he had been sending us pictures, but he actually didn't ever even build a henge. He was just, it was fake. You know, he, he later went on to make uh, Arches National Park, but, you know, that's a... A different story. Um, we both lost it there. The the, the Mister Mike was third third rate by the end. Yeah, who did it turn into by the end? There turned into uh, Trump. Stonehenge was a beautiful sight. Um, <laughs> you know what's a nice one? I was seeing on TV. I was watching a show. Top um, wigs in British court court. Uh, first of all, hello, court. We love court on the podcast here. We love yes. talking about the jury, you know, but British court, they're wearing wigs. Yes, they're wearing those wigs still yeah. now to this day. Till this, to this day. Till this day. I think that's a nice, uh, what's the word for a uh, common uh, mess up of a word, blah, blah, blah. I think to this day is, is what you, but people go with till this day. Right. Okay. To yeah, this day. Doris day. Till this day. Yeah. Doris Day, but yeah, till this till this day, yeah, Tilda Swinton, um, still wearing wigs in British court. Yeah, I, that that's really I don't know. I I give it to them for for still wearing the wigs. It's really funny. Hopefully, they think it's funny too. Yeah, I mean, and they think it's so stupid, and they're like, you know, they don't. Hopefully, they don't respect the tradition. They just <laughs> right. think it's just hilarious. That would be, that's way more satisfying to think that they absolutely have no respect for it. And just like, yeah, we're still doing this dumb thing. But yeah, one guy stepping up and saying, everybody, please, like, we can't continue. This is absurd. <laughs> and like, they weren't doing anything else correctly back then. They were, you know, every chance they had to like mistreat somebody, they probably did it. So like, right. we're not still doing that. So let's, let's not wear the wigs anymore or uh, no, respect the tradition. Where, where, give me the argument for keep going. Besides, uh, it's just kind of funny and who cares? Very funny is the only, there, it, there couldn't possibly be a, a, a real argument for right. the wigs. Make the guy on trial wear the wig. Oh, that'd be good. I would, <laughs> yeah. Just to be able to tell who's on trial and who's go, like suing him. Yes. <laughs> right. Whoever is whoever's on trial has to wear a wig. Yeah. The person suing him has to shave their head, and that's, that's the way court works. Right, right. Wigsinbritishcourt.com. Yeah. I think you go, if you're a, a British, whatever, lawyer, I guess, can you, yeah, are there specific wig rules, or can you come in with whatever wig you want? Oh, right. Wig one. <laughs> I yeah, I think it's got to be one of the uh, uh, George Washington, you know, powder wigs, which I think they upgraded them. And yeah, who's like, who's taking their job seriously to like make the wigs? You know, those making really specialty stores where it's like the cop shoe store, like, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the British court wig store like get they go right. out of business already my god maybe that'll be the reason they end up not doing it like we couldn't support a store that just sold these stupid wigs that's it's insane but i mean like is there is are you gonna get thrown in uh what's the british name for jail <laughs> um uh chips this instead of french fries i think Chips, okay, yeah, you're gonna get thrown in the <laughs> chips. Uh, if you roll in there with just like a whatever, a Frankenstein wig or whatever, <laughs> I guess Frankenstein right. didn't really have a particular hair. So that was, I think he had, he had to he had square more, it off. 
Yeah, that was just the shape of his head. Oh, I thought he got his haircut that way. <laughs> <laughs> I thought those big bolts were just his haircut. Right. The bolts were coming out of his neck, I think. And yeah. again, that's not even Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein's monster. Yes, we all know that's his name is oh, not Frankenstein. A Mandela effect. Frankenstein was actually just the regular Jekyll before he turned into Mr. Hyde. It was just to get the scientist who built the monster. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I did not know that. See, I don't know that. What is that? The Adams family? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's some famous book, I think. Okay. The Adams family uh, values is what you're thinking of. Adams family, the book. Yeah, I think it's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we um we we landed on cop shoe store there for a moment. Um, yeah. Uh, a not too friendly hello to that. But while we're there for a moment, um, a security guard is a fake cop. Let's see if right. we can talk this one through. Do other jobs have fake jobs underneath them? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I mean, the justice of the peace is kind of a fake justice. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> uh, yes, the judge is the fake bailiff. <laughs> <laughs> the jury is the fake lawyer. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. A security guard, yeah, definitely a poor man's cop. So what else? I mean, would you say like a fast food worker is a poor man's wait waiter? Or, uh, okay. Is there a, a a gender neutral word for waiter? Is it just waiter? Server? Server, I think. okay. Yeah. Is I waiter male server. for some reason? I think so, but I wonder if waiter is actor in that we're all going right. waiter now. We're all because waiters. Right, we're all we've all had the job of being a waiter at some point in our lives. You're saying, yeah, okay. <laughs> we are all waiters. A commercial for just a profession, maybe. Yeah, of waiters of America, like a yeah. Here you go, maybe maybe nice like little scam opportunity. Waiters of America, servers of America, and here go to the website, um, put a dollar in in this account. We promise we won't spend it, and then at the end of the year we'll split up all the money between all the waiters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a nice, uh, you know, kind of homage to how the tips get split for real waiters and waitresses anyway. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Hey, you you have a joke, and uh, actually, there's a lot of meaning there, sir. Please come with us. We'd like you to, we'd like to give you, a, what, a job on our board, uh, joking around, and, and we'll, we'll pull some of the joke ideas. And, like, honestly, you got some real kernels of truth in your, in your joking around. We'd love to... Pay you, pay you handsomely to, to come sit on the board. My son is a waiter. <laughs> My daughter's a waiter. I, I was a waiter. was a waiter before I got a real job. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then they, then they slam the job at the end. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, gear a lot of uh, traffic to the website. I think you might be in good shape there. Um, all right, cool. Wigs in British court. We got that one wrapped up. Um how about this, Top? Uh, anybody can write the next big Harry Potter type book. They just don't feel okay. like it. It is a you ton know? of work, yeah. Like, just not enough follow through. Anybody, you could do it right now. Just start with a, a British sounding name, right. you know, and Harry. I don't. <laughs> yeah, Harry for go. Perfect. <laughs> How about a last name? Go ahead. What do you think? Um, yeah, Johnson. Is that. Harry Johnson, no, you don't want to go with that. Uh, Potter. (laughs) There you go. That's all it takes. Okay. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Like, I think you just go with, and then the side characters just have like weird names. Like the main guy has like a name you could really hear, you know, Neville, you know, just Neville Barrett, you know, and then the like antagonist, just a weirdish, like half real half weird like i i was thinking if i had gone to my head i had to write it my like antagonist bad yeah. guy or just other character would be you know like doylish crack hour doylish crack hour okay yeah right they're just not quite real names but like all right we'll give it to you i think crack hour wasn't he the guy who wrote that uh that was harry book? potter books yeah, he wrote this Harry Potter uh, crack hour. He wrote the book, um, like, Into the Wild, or I don't know. 
Yeah. Oh, are you thinking of uh, Carry the Whack Man? No, 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 not Carry the Whack Man. Carowack? I think it's Krakauer. Uh, okay. John Krakauer, I think is his name. He also famously, if you ever saw that movie uh, Everest or whatever, where like a bunch of people died on on a particular. Oh, I think I did see that. Uh, which which uh, actor was that again? Well, so I don't know who the actor is who plays John Krakauer, but he was so the author who also I think wrote the book Into the Wild and maybe a bunch of other books uh he was actually there you know okay. in, in real life at on everest and so in in that movie there's somebody playing him uh, gotcha okay and he, he doesn't like I... come off very good in that movie he like if if you recall the guy who basically like i don't know it seems like he probably could have done something to help and like sort of doesn't just goes back and saves himself kind of a thing just tweets a bunch of offensive shit from up there yeah that was him that was that guy <laughs> okay he's that the guy where like crack you know, hour. yeah <laughs> that guy was doilish crack hour uh, <laughs> you know there's like a the, the asian like older asian people like dying right next to him and yeah he's just tweeting that about how his name is doilish yeah <laughs> How could you think about what your real name is at a time like this? Hey, <laughs> I got my priorities. <laughs> I like Doylish, okay. though. That's a good Doylish, yeah. right? Am I? Aren't I tapping into something there? Tapping into something, I think so. Yeah, Doylish. All right, different last name, and maybe. And here's where you. This is why you talk things through. Maybe Doylish is the main guy. Maybe it's not too out there to be the main guy. Doylish Barrett. Doylish Barrett. No, I think Doylish. You're right. It can't. It definitely can't be like the. Uh, the hero, but I, I okay. think we're due for uh, probably a a female or a, or a non-binary or a different kind of hero. Anyway, not that Doyle okay. shouldn't be that, uh, but sure. He, I think you you threw he in there. So yeah, okay. Let's go with uh, Maribel um, Constantina. I like that Maribel Constantina. That's a strong protagonist name. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if I stole that off of like a uh, true crime documentary or something. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Do it. Um, yeah, and then what? They just discover a magical something, right? A piece of wood, let's go with. Doesn't matter. Yeah, magical wand. I don't know. I feel like wand is a little played. <laughs> and then, yeah, they go to a school called... Uh, Warthogs. <laughs> no, um, magical piece of wood. Then, what's what kind of a shape are we talking about for the wood? Um, what's the one that's floating in the water? A log. Well, yes, but no, no, thinner, no, not longer, a log. thinner, smaller. Yes, what's? I feel like there's a name for. It's like driftwood. Driftwood. Okay. A piece of driftwood that. Uh, wow, that's Doilish got driftwood. A, Actually, that's why you talk it through. Wow. Doylish Driftwood. And yeah, scrap the magic. I think Doylish Driftwood is just an adventurer, a, okay. a mountain a mountain woman. Mountain person. Yeah, and then... Uh, she discovers a magic. Magic gets in there. <laughs> <laughs> she discovers a magic piece of Driftwood. Hey, well, your name is Driftwood. I know, we didn't really think it through. <laughs> Quickly whittles it down into a wand. And, uh, <laughs> right. Names the wand, also Doylish Driftwood. Yeah. Hey, Doylish. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It can talk. Yeah. You, maybe. And then, oh, here you go. That's, that's why you, an argument for not talking it through, because sometimes you arrive there with, with too much nonsense. But the good side of talking it through happened right before that. So what's yeah. that, the yin and the yang? It is, yes. That's exactly what that is. And, um, yeah, I think you still talk it through. Doylishdriftwood.com. Start with the website. Oh, and then crowdwrite yes. the... Oh, here you go, Top. This is like an old-fashioned game of uh, telephone or something. You crowdwrite the book. Okay. That's good. Uh, you, you get in line. Okay, yeah, here we go. Wait a sec. This is a real idea. Okay, so the website goes live at noon Eastern, uh, May 7th. And you can get in line. So you go to that website right then. 
you are 743rd in line, you get to write sentence 743, I guess, whatever the number I just said was. And you crowd write this book that will, and everybody agrees ahead of time that it's going to be a New York bestseller. And everybody who got in line splits the money. That's good. <laughs> I actually think it's a really good idea. The, uh, it's, it's similar to the exquisite corpse, right? Where you do the... Uh, oh, what's this? I think you, what you have to do is you have to make it so each person writes their part of the book, but they can't see the full... They can't see anything else outside like the, the last few letters of the previous sentence and the... Or the last few words of the previous sentence. And, you know, maybe the, if they're writing in between the next okay. few of the next one. So they don't really have the context at all, you know? They just have to... I gotcha. They have to do their best to fill in the blanks. That's that's the uh, exquisite corpse is when you uh, draw, a, you know, a drawing with a group of people, but you draw the, very, the first person draws the very top of the head or whatever, and there's just put little lines coming down and then fold the paper over. So all you... The next oh. person gets is just the the few lines that come down, and then they continue. Okay, and is that like an old game? Like I, I mentioned, telephone. Is that like one of those old games that like we yeah. played before technology? That's right. We used to play that game oh, cool. all the time. Uh, and yeah, I don't know if you were a big exquisite corpse guy, but it was always a, a family game of ours. Yes, that we play. Yes, I remember like uh, I feel like some of the paper being around and then that sounds familiar now. Yeah, I uh, was not not that you need to for this, but I um, was specifically not gifted with the, the visual arts. Um, but yeah, what, this isn't about me here. This is about oh, I think you've drawn uh, a, an idea. Great logos. I, I still probably have somewhere the logo you drew for face on a stick productions. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Why would you sell yourself short? Yeah, faceonastick.com was a, a fine, yeah. That was like an early, uh, that was an early, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to say some ideas. Faceonastick.com, just a stick figure over the face and yeah. a little, uh, little art piece to put out to the internet. I liked it a face lot. Faceonastick.com. Good, good name, good logo. Face on a stick. It was good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, I stumbled into something that was uh, nice and up your alley. Um, came into the room uh, when Julia was watching one of the English shows. I think one of the old ones, maybe it was, uh, yeah, what was it? One of the like maidens of old times or something like that. <laughs> Definitely wrong name. But they had a bouquet of flowers and we got talking about those. And she was explaining those were to like, because everybody smelled like shit. And I know you're a big back a long time ago everything smelled like shit guy yes so i just had to at least let you know that have we been sleeping on bouquets of flowers starting as that i had no idea that was why they were the f yeah uh carrying around bouquets of flowers that was why because they just they knew they stunk but if they knew they stunk why didn't they just uh take a take a bath i don't think they made the connection or uh, that no, why it was they... uh, excuse me they knew other people were gonna stink so it would be like if today you put deodorant under your nose instead of on your armpits. Okay. Yes, I You'd think I did there. know that there was um, okay because they uh, they did some other things back then to for that exact reason. Like I don't know, yeah, stuff potpourri in their shirts and stuff like that. Like right. they, yes, to like give themselves a uh, yeah, sort of similar to what you just said, which Ben Ben. Uh, Prosser famously did at senior week, uh, just continuously while cleaning out the toilet, get deodorant applied under the under directly <laughs> under his nose, uh, so that he could keep dealing with sticking his hand down the toilet to clean clear out a clog, so we didn't get charged for the um, security deposit or whatever. Right, <laughs> that's a nice uh, willingness as as a as a high school guy. Yeah, put deodorant up my nose. I'm going to unclog this toilet unclog it. to yeah. save us a few bucks. But that's what they were doing. Yeah, okay, so they're carrying around bouquets of flowers for their own uh, protection, right. basically. Yep. Keep keep everybody else's smell. Because, you know, I guess you could probably take your own bath, but you were you knew by living in the day 
that you were going to go out to like whatever thing and it was going to smell like shit because let's say half the people smelled like shit. That's going to be good enough to like make that the whole place stink. Yes. You just need a few. Yeah. It's, yeah. They, so they knew just based on their choice of living at that time in history. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They needed flowers. Yeah. Right. What, what era would you choose from now back through the whole system, through the whole uh, age thing? Yeah. Uh, I think that I'm going to stick with this exact time. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I I think just back then, just thinking like the ridiculous ways that you could die a long time ago that would just be completely not worth it. Like just right. whatever, just a guy walks up behind you and, clubs you in the back of the head and takes your stuff which of course that can happen now too but just it felt like it happened just constantly back then yeah i think right wouldn't that you'd stub your toe and then you'd go see the doctor and he would just be like yeah just face that way while i get the foot medicine (laughs) chop your head off (laughs) it does not look like you're gonna make it i'm sorry like really this just stub toe here i'm sorry yeah i'm gonna go ahead and start taking all your your uh, belongings here <laughs> as I saw what's your favorite you kind of sandwich again hey <laughs> give him the favorite sandwich and take him out to a picnic <laughs> honestly I want to you know what I think we enter me into a debate class and the, the debate is is there anything morally wrong with feeding someone their favorite sandwich and when they're facing the other way shooting them in the back of the head <laughs> right I've never convince even tried me, yeah. to convince you out of that <laughs> I think that it's an airtight argument, so. Yeah, like, it's horrible. Why? You can't kill somebody. They didn't know it was coming. Yeah, but did they have a, They were eating their favorite sandwich. All right. <laughs> the debate's over, and uh, yeah, that would be, a, it would be a nice one. You know when, like, you have an idea for your life? You're like, oh, that would be nice to be known for that. And then, like, your life doesn't go anything like that, and you become known for something really weird. I would take the, like... They used my idea to, like, inform the next 100 years of debate clubs. Okay, that would give you some I would take that as a consolation prize, yeah. Okay. I think we have talked about on the podcast, I think, with a little bit of seriousness to the point where I think I maybe made the argument to you about what I I think the strong argument is against the... Okay. uh, Which is, like... If you live in a society, so there's nothing wrong with the specific individual murdering of a person while they're eating their favorite sandwich when they least suspect it. There's nothing obviously wrong with that. That's that's perfectly fine. But what's going to happen is if you're talking about what kind of world do you want to live in, people don't want to live in a world where when somebody gives them their favorite sandwich, they could be killed moments later while eating that favorite sandwich you want to be able to enjoy your favorite sandwich but if you're living in a world where at any given moment somebody who handed you your favorite sandwich and now you're enjoying it might just be getting ready to blow your head off that's you can't you can't happily live in that world you're you can't enjoy your favorite sandwich in that world and so yeah what seems like a victimless crime uh is actually gonna erode Uh, all the good things in society right and i was starting to think that well maybe there are some people who know about this and like the people who get it done to them never know it's happening but then you create like a divide in like the knowers and the nons yeah you know and like the knowers like know that that's like the the terrible or not terrible in in my debate you know angle on it but this one way of doing things, it's like, uh, you know, the people in The Giver, there was like, what, the the good world and like the world with mistakes or something? I have not seen it. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I don't there's like, uh, Okay, yeah, there's like the people who um, know about this. But then what would be their motivation for doing it? No, no motivation. I think the, the debate exercise is just like, the person, maybe the debate would be, did that person experience anything bad? Which the answer is no to that. The, their experience was fine. Their experience was fine, yeah. But 
you can say that morality and the decision of whether it's okay to do something like that is based on more than just whether or not an individual person felt pain. It's, is it having an overall positive, like the way we deep down are doing the calculation because we're just trying to discover the way humans think about morality. So there's no hard and fast rule. We're just discovering it. But, right. you know, we're, what the calculation we're kind of all inherently doing a little bit is, is this, you know, on balance good for all of us or good for my ever widening circle because I'm going to care more about the people closest to me. And then as the circle widens, I care a little less and less. But will this work and be good for us as human beings overall? And you got to say no, because you can't enjoy even the people. If you were doing the thing with the knowers and the non-knowers, the people who know about it can't enjoy their favorite sandwich because it, you know, even if you say, well, a knower would never be killed in this way. This is only for non-knowers to be killed in this way. <laughs> you can't you can't really believe that. You, you're always on edge if you're a knower right. because you know this kind of thing is happening. Who's so to say like, they what, didn't all get together and decide I'm a non-knower now? Yep. Now I've been demoted to a non-knower or, or like, hey, there's another thing that I don't know about. Which is it is when you're drinking your favorite milkshake, they blow your head off, right? <laughs> right? So he's going to go, well, I know about the food, my, the favorite sandwich one, but I don't know anything <laughs> about a milkshake one. So oh, maybe I'm a non-knower of that. That is a good one. They should, yeah, you should be the guy that they shape debate clubs over for the next. <laughs> 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 yeah, that'll be your consolation prize. Excuse me. Um yeah, and plus everybody has different favorite sandwiches, so it's it's really complicated. That's a tough thing to set up, yeah, because you got to yeah. get all the right people waiting at all the right sandwich shops. Yeah, it's not right, right. A lot of different types of sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> well, I here's another um, situation that was no, nah, it wasn't troubling me. Yeah, let's say it was troubling me. Let's let's go for it and say it was uh, it was troubling me. So, okay, Aster. Aster is a guy, you know, I don't know, J.J. Aster from the Titanic, maybe? His okay. family gets a lot of stuff named after them, right? That's right. Aster. So, yep. but a lot of that stuff is, they, like, when it, oh, it's named after uh, Aster, but, like, it doesn't even sound like it in the thing. It's na- like Astoria. Well, okay, you, so oh. you just change his name? Like, uh, I'd be pissed to be like, no, you please still say my name if you're really trying to honor me, like, Astoria. That doesn't sound anything like it. You changed the way you say a store. That's the, that wasn't my name. Right. So if they named like a neighborhood Petronia or something like that, you're like, you might as well not even yeah. have named it. After right. Call, call it something else. Call it the East Village. I don't, you know, no. Um, yeah, Astoria. What's wrong with that? That doesn't even sound bad. Astoria. Or just Aster. Astoria. Sounds kind of, kind of diarrhea-y, right? But yeah, I bet Aster probably predated diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I think diarrhea is just about as old as time itself. Just about as old as Aster. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's why. Maybe that's why they named it. <laughs> I, I think. I think diarrhea was probably all that they had until like a hundred years ago or something (laughs) you're right the only sickness that existed (laughs) the the only just way of pooping that existed i'm saying like oh right they were just eating like raw meat and you know right re-eating the diarrhea right they were yeah exactly when they were hungry at least and then (laughs) whatever just you know whatever poison was around that's all they were eating and yes and we did talk about a, a quick friend of the podcast as a quick hello. We talked about all the different trial and error eras of the human race where like, what, 250 years they were they were trying to eat their poop and probably were and probably surviving a little bit. I mean, there's got to be something in there that's worth something. Yeah. I think that, yeah, it, it might not have taken 200 years, but like, I mean, I think there was probably a period of 200 years where people were doing a lot of experimentation with eating their own poop but i think in like given each community it only took maybe 
a hundred years, let's say. Right. For for like a group of friends to be like, I don't think we should keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. It. Uh, but I mean, honestly, they were behind. So their smell, their sense of smell was stupid back then. So they were carrying around flowers. I could I could see them being like, oh, my sense of taste is stupid too. So like, I don't even know that the poop tastes like sh- poop. Yeah. Just carry a big bouquet around mean, and yeah. eat that. <laughs> eat that right after the poop to kill the taste. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think like 70% of taste is smell, so... That's right. See, as long as you got those flowers shoved up your nose, I think you can eat all the poop that you want. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Um, All right, so yeah, the Astors, I just... Not that they're probably lousy people. Not that they, like, deserve... Their name should be honored. I wasn't taking that uh, route at all. But uh, I was just thinking, like, right, uh, Muth... Mathema Witch, like, well, that right. you can still kind of hear it there, but maybe Muth's not a good one to, but yeah, I don't know. You're just not saying the name. Some right. honor, some honor that is. All right, yeah, thanks for honoring me. You just, you're not saying my name. Moth Park. <laughs> yeah, like, just uh... say, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it wasn't his name Muth, yeah, but for the name of the park, we, you know, you know the whole, yeah. you know the Astors and how they, they have a story <laughs> named after them? Yeah, it was kind of like that. Um, that one seems really okay to me. I don't know. Okay. Astoria. Aster. Astor. Astor. Aster. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's okay. Okay. All right. Well, let me hit a, let me bounce a uh, quick manners question off of you. Um, just saying, excuse me with no like follow up after you've excused the person. Shouldn't really be rude, but it it hits me as rude. Like, excuse me, and then you get out of their way, and then they just walk by. Yeah, that that happened to me today, too. Rude, kind of. Rude seems rude, right? Yes, and it was like a a little kid who who hit me with it, and I still thought it was rude. I was like, huh, how about that? You need a follow-up acknowledgement that they did it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, just trying to slide by. I mean, I always, I think I'm, I'm trying to hit you with a few... A few, uh, you know, hey, we're all we're all good around here. Right. I did. I did need to get past you for a second there, but right. Love yeah. that you did it, and here we all go. I don't think I'm more important than you or anything. Just needed to get by. Yes, there we go. I honestly, man, that might be a good one to like start slipping in. I don't think I'm more important than you. Like when you start, <laughs> you know, you you go to um, pay for your thing. Uh, it's kind of like, yeah, maybe like the, the kindness wave that we're all doing. Like, you know, you say your pronouns like at the beginning of something. Like, say, I don't think I'm more important than you at the beginning of something, too. Right. If anything, I do think you're a little more important than me. Than <laughs> say I, that than every I. time. <laughs> then I am important, yeah. Yeah. That's how you, know, that's how you can check to see if uh, the, the language agrees with itself. Yeah. I don't think you are more important than I am important. Mm-hmm. You are more important Which, than I that am. That sounds ridiculous, though. Absurd. Yeah. yeah, that. Yeah, the the grammar piece sounds bad. The idea to say that before every sentence, great idea. That that is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, yeah, to say it, you know, yeah. No, either way is fine with me. I don't care. Yeah. Pull up to the toll booth. I don't think I'm any better than you. Right. And then they're like, "Yeah, why? Why would you?" think you were so important to even say something like that to me because you work in a toll no (laughs) (laughs) because you work in a toll booth and that's uh stereotypically kind of a shitty no and i don't i don't even think it is um yeah it is come on all right you're right i uh what is that uh that's playing dumb right a toll booth i think my uncle was a toll booth operator for most of his life. And I think his opinion of it was like, he loved working there. He was like, you know, great friends that he made. I don't know how he made friends, but it just seems like <laughs> just it'd be hard to have a decent conversation with the guy in the next booth. Eight million temporary friends. Just change your, change your perspective, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. I got all the hey, friends in the world. I'm just friends with them for oh way shorter God, than you. Friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. Say I don't think I'm more important than you. We're 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 very good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Would they like? Yeah. 
it seems like if it totally changes the social dynamic of the toll booth if there's one extra person, right? Because mm. a can guy be who mediates around. the the like saying of who's more important. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The who's more important mediator. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. I've heard both sides. (laughs) I think the guy in the car is more important. Ah, again. And that guy just hears that he's less important than everybody who drives by. Well, we're all trying to be nicer now, so we figured (laughs) this would be a good thing to do. Goes to arbitration every time. It's always (laughs) not the toll booth guy. (laughs) Yeah. They send it to British court with the wigs. The jury gets yeah. up and does a uh, a performance of who's more important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes. But and I think if you had one extra person in the toll booths who can relieve somebody for a second, then they can go socialize with somebody else <laughs> in another toll booth a little bit. So you can kind of get the friendships going a little oh. bit. Oh, Amongst right, so you have thirteen toll booths there, fourteen yeah. guys, fourteen people, yeah, and then just one of them, you know, at any given time is is the floater. And <laughs> <laughs> the floater just lets you, you know, offer a bit to go. You can go to whichever booth you want to, but you're just gonna have to hang out with whoever's in that booth. So yeah, you know, clicks could develop, but it, they're gonna be. Just two-person clicks, so because there's only one floater. The floater has to be the mediator. <laughs> the floater also has to serve as the uh, importance mediator. Yeah. Oh man, indeed. Um, yeah. Are you? Um, are you hearing any of these? Uh, oh, excuse me. No, not not that. Um, Clothing lines, Tup, a clothing line with a famous place, but then the wrong state. A little bit barking up the tree of the Great Canyon, but not okay. really with the purpose of starting a new Mandela effect. Just, I, see. I don't know, what's that place in San Antonio? Brooklyn, Texas. Brooklyn, Texas, sure. But I mean, more like a landmarky type place. Not just, I mean, okay. a city in wrong state's fun too. That could be a whole separate company. I see but what you're like, saying though. What's that place in San Antonio? Yeah, like that or something. You're talking about the Alamo, I think. The Alamo, right. The Alamo, Pennsylvania is the shirt. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the the Space Needle uh, at the Alamo. (laughs) The Space Needle in parentheses, the Hubble Space Telescope. (laughs) What was the Space Needle? Space Needle, isn't that, that, that's something in Seattle. It's just like another tall building in Seattle. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Excuse me. Yep. And maybe a restaurant's up there that spins around. Rotating restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Rotating restaurant. Good idea. I, I, I would like to uh, be in a boardroom with the guy who came up with that. And like, we talk back and forth and uh, smarter people extract little nuggets of our, our uh, madman ramblings. And, yeah, that uh, sounds good. Give us a job at Google. Right. And then, yeah, what's next? Rotating restaurants. And then what else? Restaurants that say still. Okay, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, honestly, uh, though, right. Just sporting goods store. Rotating sporting goods store up high. That's good. Yeah. Rotating. Yeah, I always want to. I always want to say Holocaust Museum. But, <laughs> but yeah, rotating might be disrespectful to uh, that restaurant that rotates. <laughs> no. Because um, <laughs> it's copying off the idea. One, one all the Jews, yeah. Right. Um, if you're in jail and and like, you know, they made a show about you. Like, yeah. I don't know the rules about being able to watch Netflix in jail, but like you, you'd be sitting in jail and like there, there's a show out there that's like about you and you just, what, you're not allowed to watch it? Or do you think there's, there's a law or like, a, a, you know, let the guy, I, I know we killed all those people, but at least let him watch his, his own documentary. 
I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I think it depends on on what the doc- yeah. on how good the documentary is. Right. I was going to say which jail you're in, um, size of the TV at the jail. I think it depends on lots, <laughs> lots of different things. But I do think you should, you know, have the legal right to watch any documentary being made about you. Yeah. That, that, honestly, that, like, start up a British court with the wigs on, like, hey, this guy, yes, he did a lot of bad things, but he, he still deserves the right to see his own documentary. Um, yeah. We got it. We gathered all these people here. We put on the wigs. Honestly, for certain crimes, that should be good enough. Let the guy go free. <laughs> yeah, just sit here through this whole wig operation. I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Come on, how do we put on these wigs? Just let me go home. All right. Everybody, everybody's all, it is like kind of extra punishment, I think, for most criminals that they have to sit in the room. And, like, take these guys seriously and say, call them sir and stuff like that <laughs> while they're wearing those wigs. And, like, right. are they wearing, like, gowns as well? Again, yeah, not that I think so. They can wear whatever they want as far as I'm concerned. If if they were actually expressing themselves by the way that they looked, of course, there'd be no judgment. But Right. Like, a good, uh, like, punk lawyer would be great. Oh, like, yeah. You know? And also with the... Um, Maybe in the spirit of, you know, uh, acknowledging that we don't think we're more important or like along the lines of like things going kinder with, uh, you know, saying pronouns ahead of time, like maybe they uh, to respect to the lawyers like, uh, yes, sir, I acknowledge you're wearing a wig. Oh, can you repeat the question? <laughs> Sorry. I was distracted by the uh, the wig sentence I have to say at the beginning of each answer. <laughs> <laughs> A wig acknowledgement or, yeah, a guy who goes around and reminds him to acknowledge the wig before each answer. I like that. I like, you know, upfront acknowledgement. Like, yeah, just acknowledge who's going to win the case before. Just respectful acknowledgement of prior stuff. There we go. Oh, man. Well, you know, I think... uh, I think a, a fond farewell to all those who uh, made it through us, through this with us, uh, is in order, Tupper. Tup or not Tupper. I wasn't calling you Tupper. Okay. That's a close one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, a fond farewell indeed. Uh, take care of yourselves out there. Yeah. Be well, do good work, and keep in touch. Father yes. Carmine, I want to say. Wear whichever wig you want to. Uh, yes. Tell tell uh, the defendant whether or not he's guilty at the beginning of the trial <laughs> right say whichever uh kindness sentence you want before speaking yes a list you can choose from with a website Dra- drive a bunch of traffic to that website pick pick your uh opening statement it can involve these next.com yeah opening statement.com thanks everybody it's what we're 